0: Welcome to Wait for Wait, Food for Thought. In this podcast, I discuss all things related to health, fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle advice. If you're looking for education, inspiration, motivation, or for some good old-fashioned rambling, you've come to the right place. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Happy listening. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the episode of Weight for Weight, Food for Thought podcast. Yes, I am recording on a Tuesday night and I know I typically record on Monday nights, but you guys, I think I'm actually going to switch it up and post every Tuesday nights instead of Monday nights simply because, well, one, I, I have been recording on Tuesday nights because I've been procrastinating. That's the only reason. But I'm realizing now that For some reason, lately on Mondays, I've been having like an epiphany or some sort of realization every Monday that doesn't quite hit me until Tuesday. Like maybe that's just like my brain telling me like it's okay to record on Tuesday and we're gonna make up an excuse as to why, but I'm gonna switch it up. So Tuesday nights, y'all, are gonna be every new episode release from here on out. But on today's episode, I want to talk about changing your train of thought to think more positively. But I actually want to talk about what's happening on a neurological level, a physiological level, so that we can understand why people fucking say all the time, just think happy thoughts. Yeah, great. Like, let me just think happy thoughts when I feel like a a trash can today. Like, sometimes it's just not applicable and sometimes it's not realistic. But when we can actually understand or start to think differently in terms of what's actually happening to our bodies, to our minds, to our brains, to our neurons, when we think positively, it may help us actually get into a better mindset when we know what's going on. So I want to backtrack a little bit. And for those of you that listened to my previous episode, I think two weeks ago or not two weeks ago, because I've been (laughs) slacking, uh, two episodes ago on grief, I talked about the number 414 and how my dad died at 414 AM. And I see this number frick fracking everywhere, like literally everywhere when I least expect it, when I just need a sign, it's just there. And I told you guys that when I get into my car randomly, usually when I need it the most, his music starts playing in my car, like so randomly, like my music will stop and his will start playing. And I'm just like mind blown. And I just sit there and I listen. I'm like, okay, I feel like this is how he's communicating with me through music, through his songs. And I pay attention to the titles and the songs themselves and the words. And I just listen. But after I recorded that grief episode a couple episodes ago, right after I recorded it, I closed my computer. I got in my car to get ready to go to work and his music started playing. And I shit you not, you guys some random ass classical song from his iTunes started playing and it was four minutes and 14 seconds long. Are you shiting me? Are you shiting me? Come on. Coincidence? Nah. Nope. Sorry. That shit's fucking whack. But anyway, (laughs) 414. So what does that have to do with anything? Well, let me tell you. So I feel like this, everything has just been working in such a strange divine way that I feel like everything is starting to make a little bit more sense. Last week's episode, I talked about feeling nothing and just feeling completely numb to emotions, to the world, to beautiful experiences, just kind of not feeling any sort of emotional attachment to it. What's crazy is this week, I have a completely different perspective. Like I am feeling so many beautiful things, not feeling, seeing so many beautiful things. And in turn, I'm feeling this like, newfound excitement about the world, about things around me, seeing color around, just seeing more color around me when I feel like last week I was seeing more black and white. And what kind of striked or, or started this event was a documentary on Netflix called Fantastic Fungi. Y'all I highly recommend you guys stop whatever the fuck you're doing. Actually, don't do that because you're listening to this episode. So actually listen to the full episode and then stop whatever you're doing and watch this fucking documentary. Mind boggling and completely altered my perception and perspective on so many different things. But basically it's a documentary about fungus and mushrooms and magic mushrooms and how mushrooms are so medicinal and healing but also how mushrooms act as a sort of neuronal network like they act so similarly to our brains and they've been studying all of these underground networks of fungi and how they allow different plants to communicate with their offspring and it's fucking insane like insane and I've been pretty shut off to trying any sort of mushrooms um not because I'm against it, but because I feel like I would have a terrible trip and I feel like I haven't explored a lot of various parts of my brain or dealt with emotional trauma that I just feel like it's all gonna, I'm just gonna regurgitate it all during a mushroom trip and I'm gonna have the worst fucking time. But after watching this documentary, I'm way more open to the notion of healing. And what's happening is Shrooms are allowing your prefrontal cortex to slow down so that you can think more imaginatively and tap into this childlike state of yourself where you can just be and your perception changes and you start to see things so differently. So I was watching this documentary and um, I paused it. Y'all, I paused it on a specific number. But before I tell you this number, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. I also see the number 114 everywhere and that's my birthday. And I see like literally everywhere. I see 114 and 414 in conjunction multiple times a day, just like right in front of my face when I need it. So I decided to get a tattoo of the angel number 114 and the angel number 414, but I merged the two so that they can be one meaning. So I have the number one one four one four on my finger, but the angel number f- one fourteen means it's a message to keep your focus, intentions, actions, and positive affirmations on manifesting your true goals and aspirations. Angel number four fourteen uh, is that there are angels. Your angels are there to give you motivation, support, and strength. And I feel like these two things just go so hand in hand for me. And I've I've just been. Such a big theme in my life lately that I decided to get that tattooed. So 114-14. So I'm going through this mushroom documentary and I fucking pause it. And yiga, you, you fucking guessed it, you guys. I paused it at 114-14. And I saw that as just like a crazy sign, like trying to trip balls, guys. I'm gonna take so many shrooms. I'm gonna trip fucking balls. Not actually, but I took it as a sign that it's time to start my healing journey. And it's time for me to, ta- to look inward and to not be afraid of exploring parts of myself, parts of my mind, of my brain that I haven't yet tapped into in order to see and process the world around me in such a, a different, unique way. Like, I feel like that's just a part of growth to just, just start changing your perception of reality and start gaining this whole new found sense of what the world means and, and downloading a new definition of how you process the world around you. So um, I'm going to read a little excerpt on this fantastic fungi and this, um, this theory on how we think magic mushrooms have impacted the human brain. And then I'll go from there. So here we go. This researcher's name McKenna or his last name is McKenna. So it says McKenna posited that psilocybin caused the primitive brain's information processing capabilities to rapidly reorganize, which in turn kickstarted the rapid evolution of cognition that led to the early art, language, and technology written in Homo sapiens archaeological records. As early humans, he said we ate our way to higher consciousness by consuming these mushrooms, which he hypothesized grew out of animal manure. Psilocybin, he said, brought us out of the animal mind and into the world of articulated speech and imagination. As human cultural evolution led to the domestication of wild cattle, humans began to to spend a lot more time around cattle dung, McKenna explained. And because psilocybin mushrooms commonly grow in cow droppings, the human mushroom interspecies codependency was enhanced and deepened. It was at this time that religious ritual, calendar making, and natural magic came into their own. So basically what this is saying is that there's a theory that our brains have evolved to be more receptive to language and creativity because of the way that the primitive brain, um, or these Homo sapiens who were consuming mushrooms and completely altered their their perception, their reality, and also what they found is that psilocybin actually is responsible for creating new neuronal networks in your brain. So you're actually creating more neurons and more opportunity to learn and strengthen and grow those specific networks in your brain. So now I want to talk about um, how positive thinking and negative thinking actually affect your, your neurons and your brain and your your actual networks. And then, and then I'll kind of give my two cents from there. But this one's kind of long. So fasten your seatbelts, ladies and gentlemen. Our minds move information throughout our nervous system every thought we have stimulates the release of neurotransmitters. Neurotransmitters are the body's chemical messengers, which transmit messages between neurons and from neurons to muscles. They're also in charge of many biological processes, including the release of hormones. When we do something new, our neurons form new connections with other neurons. When we have repetitive thoughts, positive or negative, we are strengthening those, neur- those neural pathways that we've previously created. There are thousands upon thousands of receptors on each cell in our body. Each receptor is specific to one peptide or protein. When we have feelings of anger, sadness, guilt, excitement, happiness, or nervousness, each separate emotion releases its own flurry of neuropeptides. Those peptides surge through the body and connect with those receptors, which change the structure of each cell as a whole. Where this gets interesting is when the cells actually divide. If a cell has been exposed to a certain peptide more than others, the new cell that is produced through its division will have more of the receptor that matches with that specific peptide. Likewise, the cell will also have less receptors for peptides that its mother slash sister cell was not exposed to as often. We see here that even on a cellular level, level, our bodies make it much easier to stick with the status quo and stay in their comfort zones rather than work harder to form new pathways. This also explains how we become so comfortable with our habits and how difficult it can be to change. Our brains will always take the path of least resistance, so if those negative pathways are well established, it will be quite comfortable continuing to use them with no change when no change is initiated. The good news is that we have the ability to change this wiring. It just takes a conscious effort. We can make positivity our default personality. Throughout our entire lives, our brains have the ability to reorganize themselves by forming new neural connections. So what the fuck does that mean? Let me uh, dissect that further for y'all. Basically, all this shit is saying is that your brain is a muscle And it likes to repeat patterns. So when you think negatively, or if you are a negative person, or your first inclination is to think of the negative, the downside of every situation, it's because those pathways in your brain are strengthened. So that's kind of your default method, your default mode. If you start to practice positivity, or you start to practice thinking in a way that's positive or forward thinking, you're actually changing your neurons. So if I think positively today... Am I just going to magically be a positive person tomorrow? No. It's like going to the gym. If I work out and I go fucking do a million bicep curls in one day, am I going to wake up jacked? No. It's going to take some time. It's going to take some conditioning. It's going to take being consistent and making sure that you are exercising your mind with positive things, positive influences, positive people. And in turn, being more positive makes you less stressed. So you have less inflammation, you have less stress hormones pumping through your body. Like it's a whole spiral and snowball effect of amazing things that happens to your body when you just think positively. And once you start to strengthen those neural networks of being positive, not only do those strengthen, but your negative associations to things, those connections start to die. So it will be easier for you over time to think positively It's not easy to think positively, especially when life just seems like a giant shithole and that everything seems like it's going wrong. So start small. How can I be more positive today? If you're feeling like shit about yourself, if you're feeling like shit about the world around you, if you just feel overwhelmed and it just seems impossible, do one thing that will help you get out of that mindset. What is it? Is it faking it till you make it? Probably. Is it Is it falsely telling yourself that you love yourself over and over and over and over and over again where actually you start to believe it? If you feel like shit, you feel like you're worthless or you're having body image issues, what's one thing about yourself that you absolutely love? And I promise you, every single person listening to this can find one thing that they absolutely adore or love about themselves. It could be your sense of humor, it could be your tattoos, it could be your ass, it could be your face, your nose, your lips. I don't know, your kindness, your heart, who knows? What is it that you love? And tell yourself, I love whatever. And repeat it like a mantra. There's a reason that these things are set in stone. There's a reason why people repeat these mantras to themselves. And so allowing yourself to be more positive, to be more optimistic, actually changes your brain chemistry. And so lately, I've been having, for the, within the last week, a major perspective shift of me being in a complete state of ass last week to me just thinking everything around me is miraculous this week. And I'm trying to be more in touch with nature, especially after this documentary. And I literally just told myself, I want to be more connected with nature. And I told my friends, I want to be more connected with nature. I feel so out of touch. I feel like everything around me is so structured. I went to get my hair done a few days ago. And my hairstylist said, so what have you been doing for fun? And I I sat there and I said, Oh, I don't know. Like, huh? I'm 26 years old and I can't think of what I've been doing for fun. All I've been fucking doing is just like working and then like watching Netflix in the morning before work. And then after work doing this podcast or doing some errands or doing shit that I have to do. Like, I, I don't, I can't think of just like what I do as a hobby anymore. And like consistently do as a hobby. Like I'll dabble here and there, but there's nothing that I just like absolutely look forward to because I haven't made it part of my daily life. And that makes me sad. Like, I just feel like I haven't been tapping in to my childlike self and just fucking having a good time. So another crazy ass, uh, sign from above popped onto my phone today. I don't know if you guys have the pattern on your phone, Highly recommend. I don't, I think honestly, somebody's following me. And if you have the pattern, you know exactly what I mean. Like, I think as soon as you download this app, somebody is assigned to like follow you around and take notes on your bullshit and then like project this pattern onto the app on like what you're feeling at this very moment. And I'm not bullshitting you guys, this app is tripping me up. So, today, I'm about ready to leave for work and I get a notification that says your new pattern is ready. It basically just tells you the pattern of yourself, your life, your your habits, your behaviors, and how to change it. And it, it asks for your birthday, all this information, where you were born, like the time, so that it's really specific to you. This is what this bullshit said to me today, okay? Today you might notice some new ideas emerging and fresh perspectives forming. The intention of this time is to help you clear your mind and begin to act with a more meaningful, purpose-driven intent. Over the past month, starting on July 18th, it may have felt like your mind was in a dark cave, but now it's coming out into the light. Your view of the world might seem more current and vivid now. You might begin to notice the details in everything around you and become aware of the rhythms in the seasons. This is a great moment to gain acute awareness of what's important to you and then direct your thoughts towards what stands out the most. During this time, you might ask yourself, what is most important to me now and how can I clear my mind and devote my time to it? And can I connect more with nature? Uh, what? Anyway, this period is intended to allow you to see life in novel ways, which can refresh your objectives and mental connections. You might discover different patterns, find a new aim, or point yourself more accurately towards your purpose. Y'all, this shit's fucking whack. Like there's so many parallels that are happening, like so suddenly, all kind of stemming from this fungi documentary. And it just started this domino effect of all of these, these amazing epiphanies that are all kind of happening uh, at one time. And there's so many different things that are telling me the same thing. Like there's so many signs coming from different angles that are all telling me the same thing. And I was watching a Ted talk the other day about, um, how to focus your brain because I feel like I am so scatterbrained. Like I, I can't focus. I get shit done somehow, but I don't fucking focus. Like I am so ADD. I can't sit still for more than like, I don't know, 10 minutes in my office. I'm bouncing around from outside to inside, outside to inside, outside to inside all day long and then walking around and then taking a lap. And then like, what? So I'm watching this, this Ted talk and like wondering, okay, what's the secret to just sitting still and focusing? And in this TED Talk, this man explained that we, as humans, when we're working, we focus on average for about 45 seconds. And if we're seeing distractions from Slack or like work notifications, on average, we actually focus about for 35 second blocks until we get distracted by something. Then we grab our phone, we go on Instagram, whatever. So what's happening is we think that we're extremely, we have so many distractions around us. We think that And our brains think that because there's so many things around us that's causing us to be distracted, that this is why we can't focus. But really what's happening is our brains are consistently overstimulated all day long from the second we wake up to the second we go to bed. From the second we wake up, we're probably on our phones all morning, like for a long ass time, like check your screen time. I promise you you're on your phone way more than you actually think. And then you go to work and you're sitting there and walk, looking at a screen. And then maybe you come home and you watch some TV, looking at a, sc- at a screen. There's so much, we're, we're overstimulated all day long that our bodies, our minds actually crave a distraction. And that distraction inhibits the, or or uh, that distraction, <laughs> sorry, my dog's barking and it really fucking just, dis- uh, yeah, speaking of distractions, distracted me. Anyway, so those distractions are a way for us to stimulate the pleasure center of our brain. And we're, we're tricked into thinking that because we're not kind of tapping into that and we're being so overly stimulated that our brains think that we need a distraction so that we can get that pleasure and that rush of dopamine or serotonin. And so we actually get that rush when we're on Instagram. The same kind of rush that happens when you're having sex or doing something that actually stimulates the pleasure center of your brain. So we are completely (laughs) rewiring our brains because there's so much going on around us at all times. So what this man kind of projected we do about this is we take some time to detach. So he recommended to start, you get off your phone at 8 p.m. or all screens, all technology, and you don't touch technology until 8 a.m. If that's not your schedule, like figure out a time frame where you just disconnect. No TV, nothing. No iPad, nothing. So what do you do? You read, you write, you sit there, you think, you learn to be bored, you learn to be with yourself and not constantly have just stimulus coming at you. Stimuli? Fucking, I don't care. Stimuli slash stimulus coming at you at all times from all angles. And what happens, and he says what happens at about seven days um, into this practice is you start to gain way more focus. And your brain is, you're allowing your brain more time to actually be more imaginative and creative and to think of more plans and ideas because you can focus for a longer period of time. So I think what's happening overall is we get so consumed with online worlds, virtual worlds, other people's lives, why we don't have this, why we don't have that, why we're not here yet, why we're not like this person. How come that person made it and you didn't? We're stuck in this culture of comparison that we're not actually looking inward and comparing ourselves to ourselves. Where where were we a month ago? Like I look at myself a month ago just like my weird ass pattern said on July 18th and I was in an absolute asshole Of a mindset. If that if an asshole could be a mindset, that was my mindset. Garbage. Garbahe, dude. And I look at myself now and I'm like, holy shit, all of these struggles that I had, all of these random moments where I just thought I'm not gonna I can't push forward anymore, have led me to this space of a complete 180, a complete new perception and realization of the world around me. And all it takes is a perspective shift, but I'm doing the work. Like I'm not just laying there in bed and sulking for myself and wondering like why I'm not getting better. I watched a documentary. I'm going to turn my phone off at 8 p.m. I'm going to not touch my phone until 8 a.m. Or not watch Netflix when I first wake up because that is my first inclination to enjoy my coffee with a nice show. I'm going to sit outside or I'm going to read or I'm just going to sit there enjoying my coffee and think. And these are ways to explore yourself and explore your mind and be really introspective rather than putting your time and energy onto being negative and comparing yourself to the people around you. I highly recommend that you start with some sort of documentary. Expand your mind, you guys. Like I feel like all around me, I'm just an observe. Like I'm watching people. When you're in line somewhere, watch every single person in lines on their phone. Because why? You're gonna wait, so might as well be entertained. But why? We're distracted. We're so mindless. Just if you're in line, be in line. If you're a passenger in a car, be a passenger in a car. Look around you. What do you notice? Observe the environment around you. Be more connected with nature. See how amazing these animals are. Insects, even. Like, watch a fucking insect. That shit's whack, yo. Whack. And we get so caught up with our phones and social media and, and I don't even know, like just meaningless shit. We lose sight of being human. We lose sight of just being here and vulnerable and being part of something larger. And when you watch this fungi documentary, you'll realize that fungi is life and it's death. And when you die, you become fungi. Like they will eat you and they will consume you. And then you go back into the earth and you're reborn into something magical. That's fucking insane. Like nature is all about life and death and rebirth. That's all it is. And that's what's happening in nature. And when you watch these nature documentaries, like I watched one today this morning on, I think it's called life in color about just how animals are colorful, like certain animals and how that's, that's productive for, um, for evolution for evolutionary purposes and reproductive purposes in these colorful animals. And being more colorful makes you more attractive to a female. And when you're watching this, I'm watching this for like an hour and a half this morning, and I'm literally just watching these animals in nature do their thing, find a mate, and chill. And we've lost that. We've lost that side of ourselves with this busy hustle and bustle society that we're going through that it's just going to get busier and busier and busier as we create more and more technologies and more and more software and more and more little smartphones and and chips and all this crazy ass shit. It's just going to get way more overstimulated and overcrowded. So how can we do our best to tap into that childlike side of ourselves, to tap into that human side of ourselves, to just be and enjoy and just love and ex- and explore the world around us to travel to gain a new mindset to gain new perspective on the world, and I think the greatest thing to take away from this episode is not just gaining a new perspective, but changing your perception of reality is a game changer. And that's kind of where I'm at, and why I want to do shrooms with a shaman or with a healer, where I can actually be guided through however many hours it is, so that when I start to have a bad trip, when I start to freak myself out. Somebody's there to bring me back and guide me to a state of healing. Not just let me just trip balls and, and like, I don't know, watch the clouds move and change shape in front of my face and laugh. No, like I want to actually explore and tap into parts of my mind that have been dormant because my prefrontal cortex has been so dominant. And and we like to make sense of things so much so that all we're doing is taking in information, dissecting it, processing it, downloading it and making, making sense of it all, all day long. But what about imagination? Like think about, have you been imaginative lately? Have you been drawing or doing something creative or thinking differently or thinking outside of the box? I haven't, maybe you have. And if you have more power to you, uh, I'm trying to do that shit too and be so fucking Zen. So that's where I'm at right now. And also extract the point that You have the power to change the neurons in your brain, to change connections in your brain. The more negative that you are, the more that you're strengthening these neural pathways to think negatively. The more positive that you are, the more that you're strengthening these neural networks to think positively, to be able to come up with quicker solutions and to be calmer about things because you're actually working those networks. And it all starts with practice and whatever that means to you, do something that, and this is what I've been learning is there's so many things you could do to stay positive. There's so many things that you could do to stay mindful or to, to be in touch with nature and to do this, this, and this, and to stay motivated. It's overwhelming. So start fucking small, start somewhere where it's so easy for you to actually start, but it's not overwhelming you to start something so new and starting something new also creates new neural networks in your brain. So how can you start changing the way that you perceive the world? How can you do something differently so that you're strengthening networks in your brain that you actually want to fuel you and bring you passion and positivity in your life? Where do you start? Start fucking small and only you can answer that for yourself. I don't know where to start for you, For me, I want to be more in touch with nature. I want to get off my phone more. I want to be more present. Last thing I'm going to say is I also set a screen time. You can set your actual, um, I didn't know this till today, but you can set blocks on your apps. I knew that there were like separate apps to do this, but I didn't know that you can actually do it through your settings on an iPhone. I set a one hour time limit on Instagram per day. And that's the only app that I have now. Like I deleted all other social media apps. Don't care. Like that's a waste of my own time. I don't care to really spend my time watching other people live their lives and other people do things all day long for an average of three hours a day. No, thanks. I want to pay attention to what I'm doing with my life and what the people around me that I love are doing with their lives by engaging with them in person and having conversations and realizing what reality is and what's not reality and social media is not fucking reality. It's an altered state of just a uh, crazy shit where you think everything's beautiful and wonderful and it actually brings you more negativity because you are constantly in a state of comparison and wondering why you're not as happy as these people when really these people aren't happy. They're posting their most positive moments because what it is, and if you think about this, if you think about the why of behavior, which is what I do all the time, is like, rather than getting so worked up about something, I ask myself, well, why? Why are people only posting positive shit on Instagram? Is it to, to, to brag about their lives? No, it's a mirror. What people are doing is posting when they feel like something reflects a positive aspect of their life, that when they post it, it makes them feel better about themselves, We don't really think about, I'm going to post this to make this person jealous or make post this to, so this person can just wish they were me. That's not really what we think about when we post something. We, and we also want likes so that we can feel validated that we are doing okay in our lives when really we're probably really fucking sad, but you don't see people posting when they're sad because that's not what comes to the forefront when you're upset or sad. You want to be introspective and you're not thinking about your phone or social media. You're just kind of with yourself. But when you're happy, we feel the need to, to post about this because it gives us validation that maybe we are happy when really it's false. It's a false reality. So get back in touch with yourself, get back in touch with nature, the world around you, the environment around you, and just do things that make you feel like a fun fucking imaginative child again. Because what, like watch children and see how stoked they, I saw this, this little girl at the beach literally collecting rocks and throwing them in a pit over and over and over again for like 30 minutes. So hyped, literally did nothing, like nothing. And then I joined her. I'm like, Hey, can I collect these with you? (laughs) And She's like, uh, uh, yeah, you can help me, but, uh, um, I'm not going to do the work now. I'm just going to watch and tell you what to do. And then you just look into the brain of a little child and what they're seeing and thinking. And it's miraculous. So tap into that side of yourself again and just fucking have fun. Let loose, stop caring about what other people think about you, because it's useless. That person's perception of you is useless. Like they don't know you, who cares? Your perception of yourself is all that matters. Think positively about yourself, love yourself, love where you are, love your journey, love the fact that no matter where you are in your life, whether you're at your lowest fucking moment or your highest fucking moment, you got here somehow. You're getting through something somehow. And you wake up another day strong enough to get through it again. May not seem like it, may not feel like it, but you are. And when you can actually... Think that deeply and dissect your mind a little bit further than surface level, you'll start to really realize how powerful you are for yourself. Oh, guys, I feel so stoked about this episode. Like I just feel like uh there's so much beauty to be found around us. And I probably next week will be talking about how I hate the world. So, <laughs> so that's how everything changes. You know, life is fluid, life is not stagnant, it's 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 crazy, it's ever-evolving it's evolution. Really. We've come full circle, ladies and gentlemen. And with that, um, I'm already breaking my promise to myself cause it's 8 30 PM. And, um, all I want to do is watch Netflix, but I'm still on my, my, my fucking computer right now. I'm still on the screen. So it's time for me to, uh, go to bed, I suppose. And with that, you guys, I hope this resonated. I hope this made you excited about the world around you excited about learning and, and growing and expanding your mind. With that, I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time it is for you. I look forward to speaking to y'all next week.